You're listening to Everyday Humanity. Welcome to Everyday Humanity. Thank you, as always, for joining us here again this week. We are really excited. This is our next to last episode in this season. I'm learning all the lingo. I actually know all the lingo for podcasting. I just sometimes forget because you guys know I make up words. So, hi, it's me, Beth, and I am here today with Regina, and Dennis is not here today, so it's just like girl power, Regina. Oh, absolutely. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. So excited to be here with you guys. You know what I love the most about, well, you in general, that you're a Ohio State fan, but you are also sporting your Ohio State scarf. Listener, she's wearing it. And you guys know we're in this room. Um, I'm going to tell you our guest in one second. But Saturday was not a pleasant day for us. It was not a pleasant day for us at all. We know where we live. And so we were faced today at one of our meetings. Dennis had a field day with talking about the football game on Saturday. I was sad. (laughs) But I showed up to work today at our all-staff meeting with my Ohio State gear, my scarf on, and, you know, you just got to represent no matter what. What do they say? Something about a blind squirrel, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, I'm moving on. Okay, so guys, today we have someone on staff very near and dear to me because he's uh, on our team, and he should be near and dear to you as well because he is the production manager, not only for us at Mel Trotter Ministries, but of this podcast. So, Matthew Grzybowski. Hello. Hi. Hello. Happy to be here. Yeah. I feel like I just saw you, I don't know, five minutes ago and like every day (laughs) leading up to five minutes ago. And and secret fact, I'm always here actually. So yeah, it's true. We're happy that you're here with us because um, I imagine it's going to be interesting for you to actually um, edit and produce this tonight because it's going to be released tomorrow. And like you're the guy who edits a lot, but now you get to edit yourself. How's that feel? Nobody wants to hear themselves or see themselves on video. So I'm not looking forward to this, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, you're going to make yourself look really good, which honestly is easy to do. And that's where we, I think we really want to start is your backstory. It's interesting. And, you know, you are, we always say this around here, incredibly gifted at what you do. We're very blessed to have you on staff here and doing the work that you do for us. But it's not where you started, is it? No, definitely not. So tell us about that. Yep. So in my life, I started working when I was 15 at my dad's company and have held a job in one way or another ever since. Um, just was always I needed to I needed to work. I couldn't just sit on my hands and do nothing, uh, which led me to having a lot of different jobs because I was also never really satisfied with where I was at. I was like, well, this isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I'm going to go find the next thing that'll pay the bills. Um, so I've worked everything from industrial laundry to, uh, hospitality and food service and demolition and well drilling, uh, part picking at a warehouse. I've, I've done so many different things. Um, but didn't finally land on my career until, oh, probably through eh, late twenties. Um, actually getting to do what I was passionate about doing, uh, which is technology. But you, you also were very drawn to, you know, you and I knew each other before you coming on mm-hmm. staff here at Mel Trotter and um, through an event that you produced for a church. We'll get to that part in a second. But you were really enamored, I guess is the right word. You're like, wait, tell me more about this because I know about Mel Trotter Ministries. Mm-hmm. I know about 
what you guys are doing and how you're serving the community because, and this is what you divulged to me, I know what it's like to be homeless. And I said, mm-hmm. you do? <laughs> yeah. Tell us about that part yep. of your story. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I was dropped off outside the door of Maltrotter uh, when I was 19 at one point. Wow. Um, and I didn't go in. It was eight, nine o'clock at night and I didn't know anything about Mel Trotter other than I was a homeless shelter. That's all I knew. Um, but then also being an 18, 19 year old who, uh, I was also homeschooled. So I was also fresh in the world. Like this was this, the world was new to me. Mm. Um, I didn't have much in the world experience. And so, uh, having somebody drop me off there as a place to stay, I, I didn't feel comfortable going in cause I didn't know what I was going to experience. And this was in the fall. So it was colder out. Um, I remember sleeping that night on a bus stop out in Stadale, actually. I start. I, I don't know why I was just wandering around Grand Rapids or whatever. The, the Laker line between Allendale and Grand Rapids was always free, so you could hop on that one. Um, and then just found myself in Walker and just slept on a bus stop there that night. Um, and then reached out to a friend through Facebook and was like, hey, I'm looking for a place to stay. Help me get on my feet. And thankfully, he had an apartment actually just right up the road from here off of Leonard. And he let me stay there for him for a little bit to get going, got a job again, and started to get on my feet. But that was not the only time I was homeless. I, I was a few other times. Like I said, I, meant, I lived in my back of my Ford Explorer at one point in the dead of winter in a thermal sleeping bag and trying to survive that way and getting showers at gas stations or wherever I – truck stops wherever I could and still try to find – employment to keep going. Yeah. So. so I want to go back to that first, the very first time mm-hmm. when you were dropped off out front and you said, I didn't know much about the world, mm-hmm. right? Because you'd been homeschooled. Yep. So therefore you had fear you of the unknown. Yes. And you thought to yourself, presumably, yeah, I, I don't know what's on the other side of these doors. So therefore I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Right. And I know Regina, you can speak to this a lot, right? Because um, as a reminder, Regina works with our youth, 18 to 24. And that was about the age, Matthew, that you said mm-hmm. that you were. So, Regina, how often is it that you hear that from, you know, kids, really? Yeah. They are kids who come in to meet with you for the first time and they say, I was really afraid to come through these doors. Is that a frequent thing that you hear? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, like I just got chills hearing your story, Matthew, because, I mean, my mind is running a mile a minute of all of the youth who I come in contact with, and that is their reality. And that's um, actually because of that reality for so many young people in our community, um, that was the birth of the Yes Shelter. Mm. Um, it's kind of that feedback of, you know, this is a very vulnerable group of um, individuals. Um, a lot of times um, experiencing homelessness for the first time on their own mm. as an adult, um, if you will, Um in the, the law's eyes. Um, but having that support of, um, that support in a, in, in a unique space within our shelter has made all of the world of a difference for our young people who are experiencing um, homelessness. And so, you know, I, I just wonder if the Yes Shelter existed back when you needed it mm. to exist. Mm. Um Maybe that could have, you know, been your your one and done experience with homelessness. But, um, I mean, you've shared a little bit of your story with me before, and I was just blown away um, by your um, your 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 grit and um, 
just really wanting to go above and beyond and, and bet on yourself, all bets on yourself. Um, I wonder for you, like what, what, what kind of defined, define, define those things for you throughout your, your life? You know, you talked about a lot of different, um, careers that you tried and stuff like that. Um, and I know you talked about your ultimate love mm -hmm. is, um, technology. Um, when were you first introduced to your first love technology? Yep. Uh, I was in fifth grade at a summer camp and the youth pastor noticed that I was always looking back at the booth and never looking forward. Yeah. So he's like, Hey, how about we put you in the booth? And then you're at least always looking forward. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how it started. And then another interesting story that was that same summer camp is the same youth pastor noticed uh, my younger brother who was at camp with me was not a uh, comfortable swimmer. And so he couldn't pass the swimming tests to go out deeper into the lake. Mm -hmm. So he was only restricted to the little 10 by 10 square that's right at the shore. You know, you can't go any further. And there were several free swim times where I would hang in that square with my younger brother so that he would have somebody because he was literally the only kid in that group. Um, so that I hung with him so that um, he would have somebody to be with. And that, that youth pastor um, – saw that and my love for technology. I was like, we can do something with this. We can give you a path. Uh, so that's where I got started and uh, had a blast with it as any young kid would all of a sudden being introduced to all this technology and, and having a lot of fun with it. Um, but then that youth pastor was having me do a lot of things that was not technology related, helping with check-in or helping do Bible studies for the younger grades. And at one point I, I expressed to him, hey, I'm I'm frustrated that I'm not doing this thing that I love. Why do you have me doing all these other things? And we were standing next to the nursery and it had the security glass. It was the glass with all the, the wire in it. Mm -hmm. And he pointed to a little square on that window and he goes, this is, this is, this is doing ministry. The whole window is doing ministry. This little square is technology in that whole thing. I don't want you just to focus on this one little square. I want you to focus on the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's where my passion for technology and technology ministry came from. Yeah, what an incredible testament to him, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and seeing something in you that you couldn't see in yourself, mm -hmm. which is really, right, what we do yeah. every day with our guests is, you know, when you're in a situation that, one, you don't want to be in, you probably never saw coming, you certainly didn't want for your life, you know, nobody as a child, when you go to school or even were homeschooled and people go, what do you want to do when you grow up, right? That, that question. I mean, I, I don't know anybody that's ever said, well, I want to be homeless yeah. as their answer. Mm -hmm. And yet when you when you find yourself in a situation that is new to you and you have somebody that comes alongside you and sees value and worth in yourself when you don't necessarily see it, mm -hmm. right, it makes all the difference because look at you today. Yeah. That is really what started you on a trajectory of getting to where it is that you are. And so, again, that's what we try and do. We try and say, we see you yeah. and you do have skill sets because, right, we're all made in God's image with purpose and mattering and value and and things that really drive us. We just often, um, the world kind of beats us down mm. enough times or people tell us enough times that we're not good at something and we're worth less, et cetera, et cetera. And you start to go, well, you know, my passion and desire just kind of gets tempt down. It yeah. just gets like mm -hmm. tampered. Like, no, no, I'm not not into this anymore because I'm just trying to get by. Yeah. It's like you're in survival mode. That's it. Yeah. 
That's it. Yeah. How do you do that, Regina? When you talk to these, I, I, I still call kids, right? My show, my age here, when I keep calling 24 no, year olds. I, I catch I myself 24. all the time. Jeez. I, I try not to call them kids, but in my mind, and sometimes, you know, when I they're not. I thought I'd be that person. Yeah, no, well, I you know. I hate that people go kiddo. And I'm like, what? I'm I'm 30. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got a baby face. Yeah, that's a compliment. Okay. Compliment. <laughs> so, what do you do when these folks, 18 to 24, yeah. visit our Yesh, which, by the way, um, youth emergency shelters, yes. all right? Y-E-S yeah. shelters. Yeah. So how do you encourage them? You know, um, I really feel like it's important to um, meet each individual where they're at. Um, And also, they're the experts of their own lives. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's not my job to come into their life um, and tell them what they should do because I'm the life expert, because I'm the adult in the situation. Um, No, I have um, my own struggles that I've overcome and are still overcoming because I'm human. But um, that's something that I can provide as a um, a supportive tool. Um, But Giving someone, especially a young person who has so much out, you know, like can be poured into and have a positive outlook on life, um, providing a space where they can dare to dream. Um, And, you know, what is it that like you dream for yourself? One of the things that I always ask a young person when they first come in is um, if you didn't have to worry about education or um, experience, none of those things were on the table. What would be your dream job? And you'd be so amazed how many times they like get caught off guard and they're like, wait, I don't, I don't know. So then you just kind of peel that onion back a little bit like, okay, well, what was your favorite subject in school? Or, you know, those sorts of things to kind of figure that out. Um, And then it's about the resources and relationships Mm. uh, and connecting them to that that dream or a job that's somewhere around that field where they can start to get that experience or a mentor or something like that um, has made all of the difference in in the world with the young folks that we work with. and I think, you know, transparency, too, mm-hmm. because uh, people want to be able to, you know, know that they're that this isn't just a job for you, that it's, you know, yeah, you're leaving at the end of the day and you're going home to your family. But that there's a passion behind that and that there's um, that you really care and they can see that they can see that in your efforts and your consistency um, and, and, and things like that. And um and I think that that kind of correlates with some of the things that you shared too, Matthew, because you talked about um, different people throughout your life that you had relationships with who exposed you to the things that you discovered, you know, your passion. Yeah. Um, or even when you found yourself on hard times, relationships that you had with folks who, um, you know, opened their door up to you and 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 things like that. And, and I think that that's important, building some of those relationships with our young folks. Um and would you agree with that? Um, just with your experiences when you found yourself in between housing, um, is it the relationship piece for you? Or what was the highlight that you feel like helped you kind of get over those humps when you found yourself um, faced with um, barriers? Absolutely. It definitely was the relationships. And I'm very grateful for those yeah. relationships. And I feel for those who don't have those relationships yeah. or have burned some of those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um for example, one of my experiences with homelessness, I got connected with an old friend, I say from high school, which is weird to say in the homeschool world, but we were homeschooled 
<laughs> together separately. Anyhow. Um, <laughs> at the same time. At the same time, but different houses. Uh, <laughs> and he let me stay on his dorm room couch. Um, and usually you could get away with doing that, you know, like one or two nights and then the RA will kick you out or charge yeah. you a dollar a night, you know, those, those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like keeping it under the radar. And then well, when the RA would ask, oh yeah, well he's, he's staying with my roommate. Now the roommate was uh, vouching for me to, to stay there. And so I ended up, I was probably there for a few weeks. Um, just trying to fly under the radar there, but, um, yeah, those relationships helped get me through that time. But then also, like you spoke earlier, those relationships for opportunities, mm-hmm. those were huge in my life too because it wasn't until some, you know, every job I you look at in the technology world is like, oh, you need X number of years of experience. Yeah. You need to have a college degree, both of which I couldn't put on paper. I never went to college and I didn't really – I had a lot of knowledge but didn't have anything I could put on paper as experience. And it wasn't until somebody said, I believe in you. Yeah. I want to see what you can accomplish. Let's go do this thing. And that's that's where those opportunities arose to get me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. When you guys talk about relationships, um, you just spoke about the ones you're grateful for, yeah. right? The people who showed up and believed in you and allowed you to really couch surf is what mm-hmm. dorm surfing, yeah. um, which we find. And I know, Regina, you spoke about this too during the backpack challenge. And yeah. you you taught me, which is it's hard to often see homelessness among 18 to 24 oh. year olds because they are couch surfing. So, you know, they don't have a home. They don't have a place of their own, but yet it's not like we see them in doorways, et cetera, because they are doing the proverbial couch surfing, like mm-hmm. Matthew talked about. So you shared that, right? The people who showed up and allowed you to do that, mm-hmm. to get you out of the elements and to you know p- put a roof over your head, even um, temporarily. But would you also say that it's sort of the other kind of relationships, those that um, were, I don't want to say that you're ungrateful for, right? But the ones that um, were rough relationships mm-hmm. that sort of... Um, Maybe is why you found yourself in those situations to begin with. Is that, yeah? Yeah, and you know, there there came a point like, you know, it was a family member who dropped me off in front of my trotter. Yes. Um, yep. and so that wasn't out of a lack of love. That was out of a. It was just their best understanding of here's a step I think you need to take. Here, uh, you know, uh, maybe you've become too dependent on these Mm -hmm. resources that can help you just kind of skate by. Mm -hmm. Maybe you actually need to see reality a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, while at the same time I'm not excited about that time I got (laughs) dropped off at the front door, um, it did, you know, motivate me to do something about my my situation as best I could. And is that the same uh, general idea of why later, not that first time, but you found yourself also like sleeping in, a car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Yep. Just trying to trying to figure out life. Yes. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I think too, like that's part of, you know, why we and, and the term youth can be mm-hmm. super deceiving, right? Because you think of like an a 17 and under year old, anyone under 18. But um, you know, um we get the definition of youth um by you know, HUD. Um and that's because like has a lot to do with the um, scientific facts about um, our brains. Our frontal lobes aren't fully developed until um, beyond age 25. And so, you know, that 18 to 24-year-old range, even though um, legally you're considered an adult, I mean, 
if any of the listeners are older than 25 and can remember <laughs> those years, you, you kind of can make impulsive decisions and <laughs> um, not, you. yeah, <laughs> sometimes a little more than kind of, but you know, um, and you're just, you're not fully, fully um, developed where you are as you stand today. Um, and so when you take some of those relationships out of the picture um, and, and then housing out of the picture, um, you know, if you mix a little mental illness or any of that sort of thing in the picture, lack of education and or job experience, I mean, you know, the list goes on and on. That's where that 4.2 million youth a year that find themselves homeless, um, facing homelessness comes from. And that number just it keeps me up at night, man. Yeah. And that's what I why I do what I do. Yeah. Um, and the relationships, yeah. because you said, I, I laughed about the impulsivity because I, I'm completely guilty of that in my younger <laughs> youth-filled age. I'm still guilty of it. I, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but again, when I made those decisions mm -hmm. based on the little, comparatively, life experience I had at age 18, 19, 20, right? Yeah. I had people to pick me up. Yeah. And that's so often, we work incredibly hard here at Mel Trotter Ministries to help um, not only our local community, but the the bigger community understand what the face of homelessness really looks like. Yeah. Because oftentimes it's just misunderstood, okay. right? It's sort of like, oh, well, if they would just get a job, if they would just this, if they would just stop drinking, if they wouldn't be. And the thing is, those those situations exist, but they are a minority. Yeah. Uh, the majority of folks, especially in that 4.2 million number, it was just among the youth population oh, yeah. you spoke about, right? Kids age, age out of the foster care system. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, they've got nothing. Where do they actually go? Nobody has taught them those skills and experiences. And so it is oftentimes a school of hard knocks. Yeah. And that's why we we are so grateful to this community because what we say all the time is we are at the forefront of battling homelessness through community partnerships. It's all about, you spoke about it earlier, Regina, and Matthew talked about what you needed, mm -hmm. which are saying, somebody help me connect the dots, yeah. right? I'm a kid. I don't know this. Or I'm an adult that still sometimes maybe functions like a, in a kid-like manner because nobody ever took the time to come alongside me and show me. Absolutely. And so our job here is not only to provide immediate shelter and food, right? Help people out of a crisis situation, like, you know, Dennis talks about all the time in the Bible, Jesus immediately met people's physical needs mm -hmm. before he went on to say, okay, let's talk about heart condition and let's talk about the things in the world that you've not yet been shown and taught. Mm -hmm. But it's why we we play such an important, um, just we talk about all the time, the, the importance of community partnerships and innovative solutions because it's not just a one-stop shop. It does not look the same. Like here, and Dennis also uses this language, so I hope he's listening to this because I do listen to him. Dennis, I listen to you. Um, the three hots in a cot he taught me about, right? Like that's not it. That doesn't make people feel loved. It's like, oh, here you go. It's here. Put a Band-Aid on it. Nope, that's not it. We got to get to the root cause, which is everyday humanity. Mm -hmm. We're all made in the image of God. So, Matthew, this people coming alongside you, it sounds like, I mean – Look where you are today. Right. You are serving. You're giving back in this world. And people, I've seen you. I've seen you in action when people say, can I talk to you about this? And you are probably one of the most inclusive people I've ever met. You and your wife and your family. It's just amazing the way that you show up for all people at all times and say, I'm no better. Let me help you. I just want to help. But I think a lot of that goes to right your, your upbringing experience, the fact that you had somebody do that for you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's a crazy, crazy circle of life that we're dealing with here. So 
what else would you um, encourage our listeners with maybe that you personally have come to learn mm-hmm. on your journey that you at one point in it didn't know until you went through it? Right. Um, I just want to reiterate that how important it is to just for, do the simplest thing that Jesus has to do, asked us to do, love people, mm-hmm. just love. Um, all the rest is circumstantial and we can figure it out down the road, but let's lead with love. Um, from there you can, you can accomplish great things. And like you said, being inclusive and being helpful and coming alongside of and being no better than anybody. Just, just start with love. Wow. Like that's a mic drop. You guys, I'm in a room with, I don't, how many mics do we have here? Tech guy? Like, it looks like 80. He also knows you guys that Matthew's very patient with me. He knows that I'm sort of old school and I'm like, this doesn't work. And he's like, yeah, it, it does. He leads with love with me and his responses because <laughs> he's basically rolling his eyes going, how does she not know this? Anyway, what he just said is absolutely a mic drop because yeah. that's it, right? Love the Lord your God, all your heart, soul, mind, strength. That's the Shema and love your neighbor mm-hmm. as yourself. And that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, clothe those who are naked, love those in need, come alongside. And those are just pretty basic, simple rules. But yet we oftentimes get so hung up on all the things, like you said, that we'll figure out down the road. We tend to overcomplicate it a little. Always. Yes. Overcomplication is not good for anybody. No. Not good at all. Sergina, what else do we want to ask Matthew while we have him here? It's weird having him on this side of the, the wall, isn't it? Usually he's like the guy that's making the magic happen outside of the room. I know. Yeah, to do I think I'm going to be in the room from now on. I'm just going to be in, no, intimidating in the corner. It is intimidating. It's like, it's like a lot of pressure because you know all this technology stuff. Yeah. And we're just like, I just don't want to talk on a good day. <laughs> well, one of the things that I really appreciated um, is, so we did this backpack challenge a couple of mm. weeks ago. Um, and it was just kind of talking about a lot of the things that we're talking about now. Um, living in proximity to something that's a a, a, a growing issue, um, like youth homelessness. Um, and Matthew participated in it, and his daughter participated too. And I had the pleasure of meeting her um, at our Turkey Drop event. And she was just this bubbly, bright, um, young, change, future change agent. And I could just see that from the moment that I met her. Um, and so, you know, I, and, and I don't know how much of your story that she knows, Matthew, mm-hmm. but. Oh, um, she knows it all. Okay. My kids know it all. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because I, I can see that, that she's leading with, with passion and compassion um, mm. and just hearing from, and she's 10, right? Yes, 10. Yeah. Just hearing from her 10-year-old mind and, and voice um, and, and experiencing like, I, and I asked her what her experience has been so far. Uh, so just for context um, to the listeners, mm. um, the challenge was for um, people to live out of their backpacks, um, stuff everything that you can, a week's worth of clothes in a backpack, including hygiene products and shoes. And you're living out of that backpack for a week. Um, and you're taking that with you everywhere you go. Because as we know, um, couch surfing youth um, experiencing homelessness, they don't get the luxury of, you know, dropping their bag off at uh, storage or um, anything like that. They're taking it with them. Um, So that was part of it and part of being proximate to um, what youth homelessness could kind of feel like. And so she's participating in this and she's taking it with her to school on top of her school backpack. And she was saying how um, a lot of kids were thinking that she was going away or, um, you know, they had so many questions from their young eyes and just seeing her experience and her passion and how much she loved it and um, the questions that she had from it was just, it just wasn't a testament, a testament to like 
how you're pouring into her. Mm. Um, and um, I, I think that that's huge. What is, as you're a parent, you know, you've overcome those obstacles in your life. Um, what is one of the things that you found to be so important that you wanted to um, make sure that you pour into your children um, so that either A, they don't see themselves um, or find themselves where you once were as a young um as a young man, um, or even be, um, so that they can just be more aware mm -hmm. of what homelessness can be and right. for others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, I've told my kids everything. They know, they know my history, they know my story. Um, and that's been important for my wife and I to tell our kids these things, our experiences, but then also what we're experiencing today in the world. Um, we protect them to the degree that we need to, but we also don't, sugarcoat the things that they're aware of yeah. um so you know the last two years and how uh, the events have folded out in our our society in our country we have always sat down and had the honest conversations i'm like i understand you're 10 and 8 and not so much the four-year-old but <laughs> i'm going to explain to you the best i can what's what's going on in the world and i think that's the best gift i can give my children is to openly talk about what the issues are in the world or what they're experiencing let them uh, ask questions back, open that dialogue, um, and allow them to challenge, allow them to have a different opinion than me. Um, at, you know, like election time last year, I didn't tell my kids what I was voting. I told said, here's, here's the things. Yeah. And at one point my daughter and I were on opposite sides of, of who we thought should be the next president. Um, but I allowed her to, to walk through that and give her that opportunity. And I'm hoping that will allow her to have those critical thinking skills as she gets older and identify these things. When I went home to tell her about the green backpack challenge, I knew she was going to do it. I already knew. Um, so I put her name in before I even left work. Um, but I sat down with her and I was like, all right, here's the statistics. Here's what I just learned today. Here's the stories. And she goes, before I could even finish explaining what the challenge was, she's like, can I do it? Um, and she was like that when we started volunteering at the mobile food pantry too. And she started asking me questions and that led to, I want to help. I want to serve. I want to do my part. Um, and that's been fantastic to experience. Yeah. She's she's definitely a, a future change agent. That's for sure. I'm sure she's going to cause me some trouble down the years. Yes, I'm... Jalen, if you're listening to this, Jalen, <laughs> J, woman, eventually to be. Um, yeah, we see it all over you. And I, you know, Regina, I um, saw the rest of Matthew's family at Turkey Drop, mm. including Jalen. And that was during the backpack challenge. Mm -hmm. And I saw you specifically welcome Jalen. You were like high fiving her, and the the look of she had the the biggest smile on she her did. face like i am so happy to be not only doing this work mm -hmm. but hearing that it's being received and that like she loves being mentored and that's exactly mm -hmm. what you and Alyssa are doing matthew i mean you and i'm glad you said critical thinking mm -hmm. and that's one of my my most favorite things about you is that you are so non-judgmental and you allow people the space mm -hmm. to say here's where i'm coming from and and really that is love exactly full circle what you're talking about like let's just lead with love and yeah. non-judgment and that's the biggest thing right because yeah. for uh, again right pull the plank out of our own eye <laughs> because that's that's a good place to start one i mean i'm sure that would hurt um but you know we're all we're all just guilty of that it's one point that we think we have all the answers because it's like my way or the highway and what you are really showing all of your kids and all of us and everybody with whom you 
are in your own proximity to and Regina through your efforts with the backpack. You're showing people like, you know what? There's more than one way to do this. Mm -hmm. But but the thing that is really knitting us all together is showing up and helping other people in love, in love. Well, you know, I, I echo everything that Beth said. I'm just so excited that we were able to get you on this side of the wall <laughs> um, and just, you know, share your story with other people because um, I know, you know, parts of it, it resonated um, with me and it's just really having those intentional conversations beyond the surface where um, those relationships are built, mm. um, you know, and, and that that is important to me. I, I feel like... Um, you know, after we were able to connect and talk that I have a newfound level of respect for you. Um, and I'm excited that um, you are, you know, have agreed to come and speak with the youth um, because it's 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 really about um, representation, too, and, and seeing someone um, doing the work that you aspire to do or even planting some of those seeds. And so um, we often say to the young folks, uh, inspire to be the person who you needed when you were younger. Mm. Mm. And so um, part of that is exposing them to people who they can aspire to be. So thank you for that. Thank you for being here. Um, and thank you for showing, sharing your passion and um, your talents and gifts with us. Well, I appreciate you uh, following up our conversation that we had last week with, hey, come talk some more and <laughs> get out from behind the scenes. So here I am. Yay. All right, guys. Thanks for letting me come along on this ride, too. I enjoyed it. All right. We will talk to you guys next week on our next episode, our last episode of the season, Everyday Humanity. Thanks for being here. 